This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. World of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. I want to encourage you right now to subscribe right here on YouTube to this channel. Smash the like button and share a link to our live chat room to everyone you know right there on Facebook. Get them to come on out and tune in and join in the fight against the host of hell. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. friend how are you doing tonight i'm blessed brother hey first of all i ask you to forgive me you were scheduled for last night and i totally screwed up i looked at the wrong date now what i don't know what i did uh well thank god i don't do that too often but uh again i do apologize for you and uh to you and yes, uh, i thank you for being willing to come back on tonight as a makeup date um folks we're excited to bring back evangelist joseph ferrara Come to you from Port St. Lucie, Florida. And Brother Joseph, do you want to open us up in prayer? Sure. Thank you. Good to hear your voice, Brother. Thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before your throne, and we just praise you, and we worship you, we bless you, and we ask for your blessing tonight upon this ministry, Lord, in this hour. We're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God to change people, Lord, to change their hearts. And, uh, Lord, people might not agree with me, but there was another murder today in Kansas City, and uh, people right away turned towards, we got to get rid of all the weapons, the guns, uh, the long weapons. Well, they did that already. And uh, some of it passed in Congress, and they got rid of some guns. But, Lord, it's not about the gun. It's about the heart. And uh, they are very lenient there in Kansas City. They can carry guns. And uh, and um, so that's what happened today. A couple of people shot up after the celebration 
And right after that, the guns went off and happened to hit uh, more than five children. But they're going to be okay, according to the nurse. But one died, and others are being treated in the hospital. And it all begins in the heart, why somebody has to have a gun and somebody has to shoot somebody. It all comes from the heart. And it's the, it's the person's will. Person still can still carry a gun and not shoot anybody. I mean, cops do that every day. They carry a gun. They don't go around shooting everybody. And if they have to use it, they use it in self-defense or they have to use it to stop someone from doing a crime. So... That's what it's all about, everybody. It's the human heart. God gave you a heart. Everybody has a heart. And we're all sinners. In that heart, it became marred when Adam and Eve sinned. It was, uh, as far as we know, it says in the Word, God made Adam and Eve in his likeness. And so they had a heart like God. And what is the heart? The heart is your innermost being. It's not the heart that pumps the blood. It's the intentions in the center of your being. Your soul, your feelings, your emotions, all that is in the center of your being. And uh, God gave us that. And that became corrupted when Adam and Eve sinned. So... I speak to everyone out there tonight that's uh, still a sinner. Because the word of God teaches all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All, everyone. And we're dead in our trespasses and sins. We have no spiritual life. Our spiritual life has been taken from us by sin. So... That has to be made right. And that's why God knew that they were going to sin. They were our mother and father of the human race. And we were in them. We were in them. So that falls on every person, every baby that's born. And they're a sinner until they hear the gospel. The gospel is the good news. That God did not leave us dying in our sins and going to a place for the devil. That's why hell was created, for the devil and his angels. Because he rebelled against God and he uh, took one-third of the angels with him. That's how deceiving he is. One-third of the angels he deceived to go with him in rebellion against God that they were with. We don't know how long, but they were with God all that time. And they had a will. And they chose to go with the devil. So that's where people go today. Unfortunately, because they reject God, they reject his son, they reject the plan of salvation. 
That's why Jesus came and rescued those that want to be saved. And if you're listening to me tonight and you're still living a life of sin, he already paid for your sins. He already died and took the punishment for the sins of the whole human race. It's already paid for. All we have to do is to hear and acknowledge that we are sinners and ask the Lord to forgive us. To repent means to turn from our sins, to turn to God, and receive the Lord as your personal Savior and live for him and not the devil no more. Because if you don't have the Lord... You're living in the kingdom of darkness. There's two kingdoms. The kingdom of light, which the Lord is the king, King Jesus. And the kingdom of darkness. And that's Satan. He's the prince in power. He is the god of this world. And that's how he deceives people. According to uh, Corinthians, the fourth chapter is how he deceives people with the things of this life, the things of this world, money, jewelry, fame, all the things of this life that he deceives people with, success, all that, all uh, millions and millions of dollars I'll give you if you worship me. Many people worship him and he gives them. He gives them what they want and then at the end it destroys them. Because he is a destroyer. He is a deceiver. He comes to kill. He comes to steal. He comes to destroy. So how would you want to serve him instead of serving Jesus? Which is a righteous one. And he loves you so much. That he already paid for your sins and wants you to come home because he knew you because of the foundation of the world. Before the world was even created, he knew you in eternity past and he had a plan for you. He still got that plan for you if you turn to him and he put you in your mother's womb. When you were in your mother's womb, he formed you in your mother's womb. He knew you, had a plan for you, he had a purpose for you. That is, God is good. You have God is good, you have the devil is bad. Very easy. God is good, the devil is bad. So the Bible says, the goodness of God leadeth men to repentance. God is so merciful that he forgives the worst sinner. The worst. You might say, if you met me face to face, oh, you don't know what I've done here. I never went to church. I never, I was brought up the right way and they told me and I never listened. And I rebelled against everything they said. I never went to church. And if I was dragged to church as a kid, I never listened to the preacher. 
And uh, I never got saved. I didn't want Jesus. I wanted my way. I wanted to live my way. I wanted to do things my way. And I rejected God. You mean Jesus would forgive a person like me? Yes. If you truly acknowledge that you're a sinner and you come to him for mercy, he will have mercy on you because God forgives. His mercies, they fail not. Great is thy faithfulness. God is faithful every day to give us new mercies. So the mercy that God had for you yesterday could have saved your life. And you don't even know it. And God's keeping you alive to hear the gospel so you can be saved. That's the goodness of God. So, that's the introduction tonight. Don't serve the devil. He's your enemy. He's your adversary. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Do you want him to destroy your life? Do you want him to steal your soul for eternity? And spend eternity in hell? Jesus preached more about hell because he loved people and warned them that if they do reject him, that's where they're going. And he told them because he loved them. Because he didn't come to condemn people, he came to save people. And one of the ways that you save somebody is to warn them sometimes that they're in danger. So, I'm laying a foundation tonight before we pray of what we're going to be preaching tonight. And remember, all souls belong to God. Ezekiel, the 18th chapter, all souls belong to him, and he wants you and your soul to come back to him and live eternally with Jesus in heaven. Heaven's a beautiful place. Beautiful. You got a mansion there. You got your name written in this land's book of life. You have eternal riches. Eternal glory, treasures in heaven. You have rewards if you turn to be a Christian and do his work. You live for eternity with Jesus in joy and the glory of God. How can you reject that? What, because of sin? The enjoyment of the flesh, of the lusts of the flesh, that you'll trade for your soul? The things of this world that you'll serve and do and destroy yourself and your soul and those around you? You want your wife to go there? You want your kids to go there? Well, you're a big influence, Father. You're the head of the home. And the example starts with you in the home. And what you do is what they see, and what they see is what they do. And a lot of preaching goes on 
But the preacher in the home don't do what he preaches. It's a lot of good preaching going on in homes, but the preacher don't do what he says. He tells everybody else to do it. But you see, the Bible says we got to be a doer of the word. It is not hard to be a Christian. It is not hard to get saved. It takes faith, which God gives you to faith, and grace, which God gives you the grace to do it. What he asks you to do is just open your heart and receive him. And I'll guarantee you, you'll never be the same again. So tonight we pray over this foundation of this message. And we pray for the widows. That, Lord, that you will move upon the church to take care of the widows in the churches. All over the globe. As this is a worldwide ministry, goes into all the world. This is the good news. We pray for the orphans, Lord, that you will look down upon them. Especially in Ukraine, where there's a war zone there. Many orphans. And we pray for Billy Graham's son, who has his ministry there, to take care of them, Lord, and to take care of others. where women are dying, children are dying, lives are being lost because of war. I pray uh, for myself tonight that you anoint me and quicken me now as I preach. I pray for the Holy Ghost to take over this ministry tonight and move throughout the world. I pray for the sick and afflicted that people that are sick and afflicted will ask God to heal them. And I believe they could be healed by faith as the Holy Spirit moves and hears the cry of his people. I pray for those that pray for me tonight that you anoint them to pray in intercession. I pray for Shannon Davis that you continue to anoint him and fill him with the Holy Ghost. Strengthen him and provide for everything that he needs in this ministry and in his home, Lord. I pray for him and his children that you prosper them, that they be in good health as their soul prospers. I pray tonight for those, uh, for those people that got attacked today in Kansas City and the loss of that person that got killed, his family and loved ones, that you comfort them, O oh Lord. I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you comfort them now. I pray, O oh Lord God, that you pour your spirit out upon the earth, all over the world. We invite you to come now, Jesus, and help us. We need your help. And save those people that are hungering and thirsting for you. Save them, Lord. Save the rebellious. You love the rebellious. You love rebels because you turn them into saints. 
Lord, you got many trophies in heaven. Trophies of grace. And you got many here on earth. So, in Jesus' name we pray now for the anointing to cover this song. And for the anointing to cover everyone that just tuned in. To cover every heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Throw out the lifeline across the dark sea. There is a brother whom someone should save. Somebody's brother. Oh, who then will dare throw out the lifeline, his peril to share? Throw out the lifeline. Throw out the lifeline, someone is drifting away. Throw out the lifeline, throw out the lifeline, someone is sinking today. Throw out the lifeline with hair quick and strong. Why do you tarry? Why winger so long? See, he is sinking, oh, hasten today, and out with the lifeboat, away then, away. Throw out the lifeline, throw out the lifeline, someone is drifting away. Throw out the lifeline, throw out the lifeline, someone is sinking today. Throw out the lifeline to danger fraud men Sinking and anxious where you've never been Winds of temptation and billows of woe Will soon hurl them out where the dark waters flow Throw out the lifeline, throw out the lifeline Someone is drifting away throw out the lifeline throw out the lifeline someone is sinking away soon will the season of rescue be over soon will they drift to eternity shore haste and my brother no time for delay but throw out the lifeline, save them today. Throw out the lifeline, throw out the lifeline, someone is drifting away. Throw out the lifeline, throw out the lifeline, someone is sinking today. Yes, Lord, we throw out the lifeline. Somebody's deep in sin and they're going down. They're drowning in their sins. It's their sins are destroying them. Lord, we throw out the lifeline tonight. That they reach out that lifeline and grab that lifeline. And be saved. And receive eternal life. In Jesus' name, tonight I'm preaching from 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2, Paul writes, 
I exhort, therefore, that first of all supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who will have all men to be saved, you see that, everybody? God is a good God. And this scripture goes along with the other scripture in Peter that says that God does not want one man to perish. God wants all people to be saved. Who will have all men to be saved? Saved from what? Same for the judgment of God. God's going to come back and judge every man and woman that lived here on the earth and what they did with their life. This is your life. And God will show you your life. At the white throne judgment, he will show you your life of all the times you had the offer all the time you heard the gospel, all the time you heard the preaching, all the time you heard I'm praying for you, all the cards you got in the mail, all the people you met in the streets, the highways and the byways, that told you about Jesus, all your relatives that said I'm praying for you and sending you cards in the mail for Christmas and Thanksgiving and Easter, and you rejected Jesus. You will see that someday at the white throne judgment. It's the judgment of sinners that rejected Christ. It's called the white throne judgment. And the one that sits there is Jesus. He is the judge of all the earth. And he will do what's right. And he will do what's right to you because you rejected him. He will say to you, I never knew you. This is what you did. I gave you all opportunities. I know who you are. I gave you everything, but you rejected it. So I don't know you. You never got to know me. You never came to me and received my gift. You rejected my gift. God the Father says you rejected my son. That got killed for you and your sins and paid for your sins. That's what he will say to the sinner that rejected Jesus. It's called the white throne judgment. It's in the book of Revelation. God wants you to be saved. God doesn't want you to be lost. He sent his son to die on the cross for our sins. Men could not take what he went through. They would die at the whipping post where he got whipped for our healing. They would die. They couldn't go through it. They would die. But Jesus lived on, carried the cross up the hill, and was nailed between heaven and earth. The perfect sacrifice for everyone that lived on this earth. The perfect sacrifice before God. The shed blood of his son, which was pure blood that cleanses everyone that comes to him. 
For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Whereunto I am ordained a preacher and an apostle, I speak the truth in Christ. And lie not, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. This is good acceptable in the sight of God. His heart is that all men be saved and come unto the knowledge of the truth. I'm telling you the truth tonight in love. Because I love you. Because he wants you to be saved. He gave his life as a ransom. He gave his life because he wants you to come. So he laid it down for you and he paid the price for your sins. And everything is ready for you to receive and to live on with Jesus. This is a good thing. This is a good thing tonight, what you're hearing. It's a good work, the Bible says. We go to Acts chapter 26. Acts chapter 26. The calling of Paul. Acts 26. Verse 9. I verily thought with myself... That I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Which thing I also did in Jerusalem. Many of the saints did I shut up in prison. Having received authority from the chief priests. And when they were put to death I gave my voice against them. Who were put to death? Christians. He had Christians thrown in jail, and they were put in death. Some of the kings took them and made lamps in their backyards when they had parties and would burn them alive at the stake. Others were thrown in the Colosseums and eaten by lions. Yes, that's what Paul did. He was a Pharisee. They did not want Jesus... After he rose from the dead, they persecuted the church. They didn't want that name preached anymore. But they went on and preached the early church, and they prayed for Holy Ghost boldness, that God would make them bolder, and they preached on. They didn't listen to the degree of the king and to these high priests. They said, no, no, no. We must do what God told us to do. God told us to preach in Jesus' name, the gospel of Christ. You see, Jesus had many disciples. And Paul says, chapter 26, 11 of Acts, And I punished them often in every synagogue, and compelled them to blaspheme. And being exceedingly mad against them, I persecuted even unto strange cities. Mad. Mad. 
Out of his, out of your mind. When you're mad, they're like a mad dog. Only dogs get mad. They're out of their mind. When humans get mad, they're out of their mind. You get angry, but when you get mad, then you're really in trouble. That's the worst of anger. You're out of control. He was out of control. Paul was zealous of being a Pharisee. And here he gives his testimony. Now he stands before the king, which is God's will. Whereupon, as I went to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priests, at midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven, above the brightness of the sun, shining round about me, and them which journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me, and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecuted thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecuteth. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. You see that word? From darkness to light. You see where darkness comes from? From Satan unto God. So people are either serving Jesus or serving Satan. And tonight at the word of God, you can come out of the kingdom of darkness and come into the kingdom of light where the king is Jesus Christ. This is the call when God called Paul to preach the gospel. And he went out and preached. And he went back and everybody saw them. And they were very skeptical of the church because this man persecuted the church and now he's preaching Jesus. That's the transformation that was done in Paul. And then they wanted to kill him. And he escaped. And he, Jesus got a hold of him. And took him in the back of Arabia. The mountains in Arabia. And taught him. By revelation. What he wanted him. To do. And he wrote two thirds of the New Testament. As we go on in this message, we go to 1 Timothy 11. 1 Timothy, the 11th verse. 1 Timothy, the 11th verse. Just uh, bear with me tonight as I get it. We preach the gospel in love. And uh, 
sometimes I have to search for it. First Timothy, chapter 1, verse 11. First Timothy 1, 11. According to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. And I thank Christ Jesus, the anointed Jesus, our Lord, who hath enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. So Paul was faithful, whatever God gave him. He did what God gave him. He did what God gave him. He was faithful, and God called him into the ministry. Who was before, he talks about his sins. I was a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus, the anointed Jesus, came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. That's why Jesus came, to die on the cross for us, to save us from our sins, which destroy us. And they have to be paid for. Those people that are in hell right now as I preach, people are going into hell and people are going to heaven as I preach. They will pay for their sins. And the one sin that they were never forgiven of was the sin of rejecting the love of God and God's plan for their life. They rejected the love of God and that's the sin that will never be forgiven. And has to be paid for in hell for all eternity. And it's the same after I preach tonight. It's the same for all the time until this stops. And when is that? When heaven comes down upon the earth. And hell will stay hell. With all the people that made that their home. This is the truth. This is what the Bible teaches. I'm telling you the truth from the word of God. Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. So you can say, well, I, 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 I sinned more than him. I did more. Paul said, I'm the chief sinner because I had Christians killed. I had whole families killed. I had them killed. So he considered himself a chief of sinners. But in verse 16 it says, How be it for this cause I obtain mercy, that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all longsuffering for a pardon to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. That goes for you and for me. What is he talking about? We received mercy. 
Tonight, God wants to have mercy on you. God wants to have mercy on your soul. Hallelujah. Mercy and love. Jesus came with mercy and truth. Jesus is love. You know, today we celebrate what they call Valentine's Day. Well, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. No one can love you like Jesus. No one. Not your wife, your parents, your children. He's the lover of your soul. And he loves you so much that he laid down his life and was crucified. Crucified. Because he has compassion. Compassion on the lost. Because they're like sheep without a without a shepherd. They're lost. We're lost without Jesus. We can't see where we're going. We're blind sheep. The Bible talks about people being like sheep. We all need a shepherd to show us the way. We all lived our lives the way we wanted to, and where did we wind up? Where did we wind up? In big trouble. Rock bottom. And we did a lot of bad things. But, but because of the grace and mercy of God, Paul is saying because he showed mercy towards me, he will have mercy on you. God is long-suffering that no man shall perish. If this was not true, we would not be here right now. God would have destroyed things a long time ago. God wanted to destroy the people of Israel, and Moses had to cry out to God and change his heart, change his mind in Scripture. Because he was so fed up with the stiff-necked people, a rebellious people that were disobedient and didn't want to serve him. And God had nothing good but for them. Just like for us. The goodness of God. It runs from the Bible all the way through the Bible. The covenant that he made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Abraham is our father of faith. The new covenant we live in now is changed by a person named Jesus that shed his blood and his body for you and me and gave his blood for the sacrifice of our sins. In the Old Testament, they used animals. They used sheep to be slaughtered for the people's sins on the altar by the priests. They don't do it that way anymore because Jesus came. He made all things new. He made the new and living way. Now unto us, the King eternal, immortal, invisible, 
the only wise God be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. This is talking about King Jesus. King Jesus. As we go into Ephesians, the book of Ephesians teaches tonight. The book of Ephesians. Great book. What does it say? Ephesians 2, 4. Ephesians 2, verse 4. But God, here we go, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us. He loved us, and he loves us, and he continues to love us. Even when we were dead in our sins, there you go. All of you tonight, God loves you, even though you're dead in your sins. You don't have Jesus, but you're dead in your sins. He loves you. He wants you to come to him and come out of your sins. And he will work with you every day by grace. And he will work in your life. You just come just as you are. You don't have to go out and buy a three-piece suit and go to church. You can do it right now, tonight. You can do it right now. Where two or more are gathered in his name, there he is in the midst. This is his will that you be saved. All you that are listening to be saved. Even those that are unto the uttermost parts of the earth. That hear the sound of my voice. This is for you. God wants you to be saved. So you who are dead in your sins tonight, it says, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace you're saved. That means not by works, but not by our goodness. We don't seek after God. God seeks us. God is seeking you tonight. This is a work of God by the Father, and he draws you by the Holy Spirit to his Son, Jesus. And had raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Mercy, pity, compassion, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceedingly riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And then he goes on to say, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. 
God's already got your purpose ordained in heaven. He's already got the works that you want. He wants you to do. That's why he wants to give you a ministry that you can work with him. He's going to work in you to do that ministry. But first, you must get saved. First, you must get saved. So tonight, I'm going to give the call. The same way that God called Paul, I'm going to give the call and have you pray. Remember, the prayer comes from Scripture. But you got to say the prayer to God. You have to say it. You have to use the faith that you have right now and your belief of what I preach tonight. And he'll give you the grace to be saved. Your name will be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And you will have the gift of eternal life. Just think of this scripture. All throughout eternity, we'll be learning about the kindness of God towards us lost sinners. About his grace. His kindness. You cannot do this on your own merit. You cannot do the works to earn this. Jesus did it at the cross. That's the work that the Father looks at. The complete finished work of Calvary. That's what the Father looks at when you receive his Son. And then he receives you as a son. He adopts you into the family of God. Yet you become a citizen of heaven. And you're in the kingdom. And Jesus Christ is the king. This is what Jesus preached when he was here. He preached the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of God is right before you tonight. And as I pray these words, and you believe what you pray, then the Spirit of God will come in and live in you, and He will quicken you, and you will receive life. You will no longer be in death in your spirit. Your spirit will become alive by faith, and you will be born again. You will be a new creature. Because when Jesus Christ died on the cross... We died with him. We died with him. You are a new creation. You are a new person starting tonight. When you receive him. It's like actually dying and being raised from the dead and having a new life. Because spiritually you are. You're dying to sin. You're dying to your ways. And you get into Christ, and you want to do it his way. That's why when you pray the prayer, you receive him as Savior and as Lord. And as Lord. So tonight, you've heard the report from the Word of God. The same words that Paul the Apostle preached. The same words that the apostle preached, 
the same words that the evangelists preach today, the pastors, the teachers in the church, the missionaries, the same word, the same word that saved my father and mother in their latter years, and my brother, the same word saves them as much as it'll save you. It never gets old. It never passes away. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Bible says in Hebrews 13.8, and he doesn't change. He looks over his word to perform it. And now when you pray and you accept the word, he will perform it in you. Everybody ready? Everybody ready tonight to pray? All right, pray with me the best that you can right now. Just come to him by faith. Just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I believe that I am a sinner. And I am sorry for my sins. All the sins that I committed against you, Lord, I ask that you wash them away right now by the blood that you shed on the cross. By faith, I come to you believing that is done now. Have mercy on me. I repent. I turn from my sins the best of my ability. And I ask for that grace to live a holy life as I turn from my sins and I turn to you. Now, I believe you died. You died on the cross. And then you went into the grave. And you died. In the grave. Three days later, you came back from the dead, just like you said. You said you were going to die. You said you were going to be resurrected. And you came back and preached to over 500 disciples. And they saw you. They saw you alive. And then you ascended unto heaven. And you gave gifts unto men. Lord, I believe this. I believe the word of God. I believe it, Lord, that you're alive that I'm talking to you right now and you're alive and you hear my prayer, Lord. And I believe it because in order to go to heaven, we also have to believe in the resurrection where it says in Romans chapter 10, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead, you shall be saved. Not only on the cross, but also the resurrection in order to receive salvation. So right now, Father, I stand before you by faith in the finished work of Calvary, and Jesus, I believe everything that you suffered for me, your passion for me on that cross, 
I believe you paid for my sins. And you washed them away. And I'm a new creature in Christ. And I ask you to come into my heart and to be my Lord and to be my Savior. Wash me clean, Lord. Thank you for your mercy towards me. The same mercy that you gave everybody else is for me. And now I'm your son, Father. You have adopted me into the family of God, and now I'm your son. And now my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And now I have the gift of eternal life. Right now, if you don't have a Bible, get yourself a Bible and start reading the book of John. And God is blessing you right now. This is the greatest moment of your life. God is blessing you. He's pouring out blessings that you can't contain. They're overflowing you tonight as the Holy Spirit is coming upon you. And he's washing you clean right now. He's washing you by the living God, the living spirit. Right now, you're being washed. This is the greatest moment of your life. There will never be another moment like this moment. This is your moment between you and God that you'll never forget when I came to Jesus. Pray to him and ask him to guide and lead you into a full gospel church where they're preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. The whole gospel from Genesis to Revelation. Because you need a pastor or an apostle to teach you. Because God's got a work for you to do. Many works. In Jesus' name. This is uh, Pastor Joe. And uh, it's been a blessing to be with you tonight, to tell you the truth in love. Remember, we love you, and Jesus loves you a lot more. Remember, he gave his life for you. Give your life to him and serve him with joy, and he'll give you the grace every day as you put him first in your life. And uh, he'll give you the grace to be an overcomer no matter what comes your way. And I thank God for my wife that helps me very much, Joanne, in this ministry. And I thank God for my brother right now, Shannon Davis, that is working the ministry as we work together as partners in the Lord. Have a good life in Jesus Christ. God bless you. Amen. What a powerful message today. Amen. Another home run for Jesus. Brother Joseph, what would you like to title this message for the archive tonight? Yes, sir. Salvation by grace. Excellent. Salvation by grace. I'll get it posted. And um, we're going to see you next Monday, February 19th at 9 p.m. Eastern. We got you on the schedule. And then the Monday fall. Okay, brother. Looking forward to every week, folks, more fresh bread of the Word of God with Evangelist and Pastor Joseph Ferrara. Brother Joseph, if someone wants to contact you, how can they do that? Yes, jnjbythesea at juno.com. We'll see you next time. Thank you to Sister Joanne for setting this up. We love you both. God bless you.